0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, Tonight, I have a very special guest for you guys. Um, He has been a friend of mine since I went to college. Um, We met at Indiana State University. We joined the same fraternity, um, and we couldn't be more opposite of each other. Um, Guffy is an extremely large human being. Um, He almost looks like Sasquatch at times. Um, You'll see a photo of him uh, on the cover of the podcast tonight. But um, one of the greatest people that I know, uh, very selfless, uh, very amazing and super loving and kind person. Um, And so as you guys get to hear the conversation that him and I had, I just I hope that you guys um, take a few things away from this um, and get to know uh, Guffy a little bit more. Um, One of the things that we do in the show is we ask our guests for prayer requests, whether they are believers or not. And so uh, my one ask is um, that you guys uh, just, uh, if you guys are believers, uh, please add our guests' prayer requests to your list. Um, It's something that we can all do as a community and as the body of Christ. And so um, you'll hear Guffey's towards the end of this podcast, but if you guys have uh, prayer requests that you would like to add to the list, um, please uh, shoot them to me in a DM uh, via Instagram. Uh, my uh, tag is Logan Ingle one so you can shoot those over to me, um, and I'd be happy to add those to our list as well. Um, and, uh, guys, take a listen. You guys are going to love Jesse. Uh, here we go. Duff, you there? Yep. Yeah, you hear me? I can hear you, man. How are you? Great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hopping onto this. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Anything for you. Hey, my man. Well, um, this is the first episode of the podcast, so, uh, couldn't think of anyone better to do it than you. So, um, I really, really appreciate you joining. Um, and, uh, I hope you enjoy the intro that I gave you. You'll, uh, You'll hear that later when the the episode is finished up. So you'll be good, man. But sounds good. Well, cool, I man. Well, you have me on. Yeah, of course, man. So we're just gonna get started. Uh, just do some brief introductions. But um, for everyone that is listening, we have the Jesse Guffy on, uh, aka the Guff. Um, would you mind just uh, introducing yourself, telling us uh, a little bit about you and. Um, obviously the, the number one rule to come on this show is you have to be a dad and thankfully, uh, but also a little scary, you are a dad. So, um, why don't you give, uh, give the listeners a little bit about who you are and, um, tell us about James and, and we'll start there.
1: Yeah. So I'm Jesse Guffey. I went to college with Logan, met him wonderful 15 years ago at Indiana state, uh, grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Moved out to Indiana to go to school. Uh, after that, went to grad school at University of Kentucky. Then for the last 12 years, I've been an athletic trainer in professional baseball. Um, while I was out in California one season, I met my wonderful wife, Lauren. Um, we've been married since beginning of 2022, then we welcomed our son James at the very, very end of 2022. He's now 13 months old. Um, I myself am six foot seven, so I have <laughs> the largest baby on earth. He <laughs> is only 13 months old, but wears like 3T clothes and like a children's seven shoe. He is the largest child I've ever seen, um, but he's the happiest uh, kid in the world. So
0: Man, it's been that's...
1: an adventure, but uh, with my job traveling all over, he's been coast to coast multiple times and a little bit everywhere, but he makes everything a lot more fun. So yeah, it's been a real blessing to have him.
0: Dude, it's, uh, it's actually funny that you say how big of a baby he is, because I remember when you got back, you guys came, you and Lauren came to um, Violet's uh, first birthday and Violet had just turned one maybe like a week or two before and we sat her next to James and he was literally three times the size of her. So uh, being being a big baby is, is almost an understatement, but he takes it after you and, and obviously his mom too. Um, so being an athletic trainer, man, like you obviously – I know you're leaving um, pretty soon, so I really appreciate you fitting us in, but dude, what's mm-hmm. it what's it like to – go to spring training to do a lot of the traveling that you do, because, you know, obviously you are not a typical dad that works behind a desk, uh, from eight to five and you don't go into the office every day and come home. Like you are traveling almost 24 seven, especially when the season starts. So, I mean, how, how do you, how do you parent? How do you be a dad? Like, what does that look like for you and Lauren?
1: Yeah. So it was always a big fear of mine, like with my job, like what's it going to be like? So um, I asked one of my bosses, his son, who was college age, was doing an internship in our front office. I asked him, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, your dad obviously had this job your entire life. Like, was it kind of miserable? Like with him gone a decent amount? He goes, no, I've been to three Super Bowls, like, three Stanley Cups. <laughs> He's like, it's not about like the amount of time that you're there he goes whenever he is here and which like the off season, you're home for months straight um he's like the amount of time that you get that's quality time he goes that more than makes up for it so the experience is everything um then i had a player who grew up his dad played in the major leagues for 20 years so his entire life he had been around it i asked him i'm like what was it like uh growing up having to do that he goes honestly didn't notice a difference. He's like, I thought that everybody goes to Angel Stadium after, food, <laughs> you know, hangs out and plays without a tool. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Like, you just, that's all you knew. And that's what's cool about it. But yeah, James was three months old when I had to head to spring training last year. Wow. Um, which definitely like makes for a challenge, but it was cool last year. Um, so my wife, Lauren, is a elementary school teacher. So she had the year off um, having the baby. So she got to travel everywhere with us. So um, it was fun. You get to look at all the cities you go to, plan out, like, all right, this city has a good aquarium. This city has this cool park. So <laughs> Lauren does a good job of, like, scouting out where we're going weeks in advance. Yeah. And trying to plot out, you know, what the cool things to do are, which makes it a lot of fun, keeps everything exciting. So, like, he's seen more in one year than most people do, in you know, their first 20 but he's gotten all these cool experiences. He'll never remember them, but you know. Right. And, uh, and look back and tell him, like, hey, at three months old, you were in uh, the locker room with Team USA at the World Baseball Classic. And, you know, you got to meet all these Hall of Famers that, you know, would be a bucket list for any baseball fan. But, you know, he's three months old. He's just happy to see faces and excited to be around. So. <laughs> yeah he's gotten a lot of cool experiences. He was out in the outfield at Dodger Stadium at like two months old. Wow, uh, getting you know carried around getting to see everything. so um, I think it's gonna make for some cool memories though especially the older he gets, the more that he can get to do. so it's been a lot of fun. Um, Lauren's been a real trooper and plans out everything and
0: yeah. Uh, do they go to do they go to spring training with you as well, or do they stay back while you're in spring training? So last year they went for the whole time, which is six weeks in
1: Arizona, um, this year because my wife's still teaching, like it's gonna be a little bit different. They'll get a shorter period of time out there, but right um, they still do get to visit. so and then when the season happens, uh, last year, like they went everywhere we went. So yeah. road trips, driving the car. James has more miles than I can count in a year. <laughs> but this year we're gonna
0: limit it a little bit more. Yeah, you know,
1: I want to spend a little more time here in Indiana at home.
0: So, do you uh, guys? So do you guys go to? Uh, do you go to spring training at the same place every year? Or does it? Does it change year to year, or every couple of years?
1: Uh, no, it, we have the same complex for like the last I want to say it's like fifteen years now. Oh, wow. in Glendale, Arizona, so right next to where the Arizona Cardinals are, we're right down the street from them in Glendale, Yeah. so it's the same spot, um, the hotels that they put us in, like, last year they were able to get us, you know, an extended stay suite, so it was great, like, we had a kitchen and all of that stuff, and then a lot of the players that are married and have kids and whatnot stay in the same spot, so yeah. Rome gets <laughs> to make friends with some of them and have a little bit of support while we're out there.
0: Dude, that's awesome, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's just such a crazy childhood that he has at the age of three months, and even the fact that Lauren gets to experience that with you, I think, that's a big advantage for you guys because you guys have uh, probably non-normal date nights. Uh, like, how do you guys manage? Do you guys do babysitters? Does like does Albert Pool's babysit James or something? Like, how does how does that work?
1: Um. So, I mean, I when you're at the field, it's like 12 hours a day in the season. It's so like a normal day during the season. I wake up in the morning with James whenever he feels like getting up, whether that be 6 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever he's feeling that day. Um, <laughs> then we have breakfast, play a little bit, uh, try to find somewhere to go walk around, whether it be a park, whether it be a playground, whatever it might be. We try to find something to do have lunch, and then I'll head to the field, and he'll go back, take his nap, have his lunch, and then if it's, you know, within reason, then he'll come to the game and hang out for a little bit before he heads back and gets to bed, so usually by the time I get home each night, like, he's already asleep, so, yeah, that parts that, but uh, try to make sure that every morning we have plenty of time together, Yeah. so you make the most of it, but, yeah, Lauren grew up in a sports family, Um, almost everybody in her family played college sports, or um, some played professional sports, so she's used to sports. But they were all basketball players or volleyball players, so baseball is a little new to her. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the good thing is that there's other coaches that have wives that have small children. We have players that have small children, so there's a good amount of support. Her best friend during the season, uh, one of our pitchers' wives, they're getting ready to have a baby this summer. So nice. Now getting to guide her through. Uh, process and you know what you have to plan to bring because nobody there's no book out there that tells you hey this is what you do with a infant during traveling for a baby <laughs> right it just doesn't exist so you just kind of have to figure it out on your own but, uh she's done great with it so
0: that's awesome really man happy. dude that's awesome and like did you ever see the uh, did you ever watch the league when it was out the uh, the show about the fantasy yeah. football so I don't know why but. Knowing that you're an athletic trainer for a professional baseball team, my thoughts automatically go to you and Lauren sitting in like a room with some, you know, professional baseball, you know, wife and their kid is there and you guys are just trying to jack some breast milk from, you know, Albert (laughs) Pujols or something like, I, I don't know why, but that image just comes to mind. And I don't, you know, obviously I know you've never done anything like that, but is it? Is it surreal yeah. to, like, know that you get to hang out with, with high prolific people, you know, in the sports industry, but you're also, you know, taping up their ankles and just having these normal conversations with them?
1: Um, I don't know, maybe, like, the very beginning when I was in college, like, like oh, hey, okay, this person's really cool. But they're just literally normal people. They just get paid a bunch of money to throw balls. (laughs) Um, So, like, they're really not, like, that intimidating or uh, anything like that. Now, like, from time to time, like, celebrities will come to games. And uh, two spring trainings ago, I was just standing there on one of the fields, and Rob Lowe, the actor um, from, like, Parks and Rec and all those things. Oh, yeah. he uh, He just walked over. And he's like, hey, uh, which one of these guys is and named off one of our minor leaguers that was playing in some major league games? He goes, which one of these guys is him? Like, I keep getting all these alerts, and he keeps hitting home runs. <laughs> so I walked over, and I told him, like, hey, Rob Lowe wants to, like, say hi to you. And he goes, no way. He knows who I am. <laughs> That's what he said. But, like, they're just normal people. Yeah. Um, they just have a little more money. So Yeah, just, just he, a little he, bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think of anybody that, like, I met that, uh was like really something you know shocking but um like when i was in the dominican republic i did winter league down there years ago and we ended up winning the championship and going with team dominican to represent them in the caribbean series so like we had to go to the dominican white house and meet their president and all. oh wow so i mean i didn't grow up in the dominican so i was like hey nice to meet you even though like that'd be like whenever a team wins the World Series, you're getting to, go to the White House. So it was cool. Like, I have a Dominican flag he gave me as a gift. So That's awesome. You know, uh, I've gotten some cool experiences. But, yeah, there's nobody that's, like, super cool. We have Hall of Famers. We have, you know, billions of dollars worth of players on our team. But they're all just normal, nice guys. Yeah. Some of the ones that are the best are, like, the most down to earth and normal. And you wouldn't ever think anything of it. They come in they go outside to play with their kids like they're just normal
0: people yeah dude that's awesome so like so you know you're you're obviously providing a very unique and out of the norm lifestyle for James um and I mean if I remember correctly I'm pretty sure your parents like uh they owned like a toilet paper company or something right I feel like when we were in the fraternity house, you always just had stacks of <laughs> toilet paper for no odd reason. And I thought it was because, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was because your parents ran like a, like a grocery store. They had a toilet paper company yeah. or something like that. So my mom had a
1: cleaning company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we always had plenty of cleaning <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so like, I mean, I guess what's, what's the difference between, well, I guess maybe not what's the difference, but like what was your childhood like almost in comparison to what you're providing for James? Cause I, you know, I feel like we talk to a lot of people that that, you know, they have completely different experiences as parents than they did when they were kids. So what was, what was your childhood? Like, what did, what are some things that maybe you learned or picked up from you being a child that you now use with James? Like, can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I it probably sounds boring, but I think my childhood was just, you know, just a normal childhood. I grew up in a small suburb of uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, so nobody knew what Scranton was yet because the office didn't exist. Yeah. So, and uh, Joe Biden was, you know, just doing Joe Biden stuff, so nobody <laughs> really knew what uh, Scranton was at the time, so it was just a small suburb of there, like, out in the mountains, freezing cold and tons of snow in the <laughs> winter, and. You know, beautiful green in the summer. So, uh grew up once by, like, we, if you get wild, you might go to the beach in New Jersey in the summer, or, you know, Uh you just try to have as much fun as possible there. Um, well, my aunts and uncles have always been scattered around the country, so I get in to go see them, got exposed to a bunch of places. Um, my grandparents actually, for some reason, decided to retire to Terre Haute, so that's how <laughs> I ended up.
0: Finding Indiana State. What a wonderful to place to retire.
1: <laughs> I, I love Indiana. I, yeah. I don't want to be here. So, um, went out to visit them uh, the one summer to go look at schools. Went down to IU, hated it. Went to Purdue, hated it. <laughs> Illinois, hated it. And I was like, all right, and like, you know, there's a school here, right? And then I looked it up. They actually the number one athlete training program in the country at the time. So, I was like, oh, all right, we'll go check this out. And then went over there. Um, you know it's a division one school it's a big school good athletics uh, I mean except football they're in the middle of yeah. a 55 game losing streak at the time so, <laughs> you know that wasn't the greatest but went over there loved it and then I was like alright this is it I'm going to come to school here Um, but I think the main thing my parents really just impressed upon me was how hard they worked and like the whole thing of you know you might you can't control what you're dealt in life but you can control how hard you work and how you respond to things. So Mm -hmm. uh, my parents both worked as hard as possible to give us everything they possibly could. And, you know, I couldn't tell you if we were rich or poor growing up I just knew that every single thing that we ever wanted to do, you know, our parents were super supportive. You want to play a sport, you know, we'll get you there. you want to do this, we'll get you there. So the amount that they dedicated their time and effort to me and my brother, you know, Always gonna be thankful for that, and then I think the same. Like it, it's obviously a very different lifestyle that I have because of the sacrifices they make for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's gotten me the ability. I've been to a ton of countries around the world. I've gotten. I got a World Series ring sitting in the other room. I've so it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've been to, uh, you know, probably most of the United States, and gotten to do all these things, and. So I want my son to learn like the same values, like hard work. We're not here to make excuses. You know, you get what you get in life, but it's how you choose to handle and react. is, mm-hmm. You know, up to you. Nobody's going to do everything for you. So, yeah, so he's going to get a ton of cool experiences. I want to make sure he appreciates all of that because, mm-hmm. you know, not every kid, like when he goes to school at some point, he's going to. Be able to tell all his classmates like, "Hey, I went to the World Series. Hey, I went to this. I went to this. I went to hang out at you know this stadium." And <laughs> he's gonna have like a very different amount of experiences from some of the other kids. But I mean, there's gonna be kids that have other experiences than him that you know are probably pretty cool, and right? I just want him to stay humble and learn the value of hard work.
0: Yeah. What's the? Uh, what do you think the? What's your? So what's the coolest stadium that you've you've been able to I guess train in I don't know if that's the right way to say it but what's cool stadium you've trained and then what's your favorite one to go and compete in um
1: I think 2018 when we were in the world series in Boston like Fenway's not nice I don't think anybody will tell you that like it's really 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 old but a world series in Boston was the craziest place I've ever been like that was wild um so that that's probably like the coolest experience that I've had. Yeah. Um but favorite place? I don't know that I have one. I spent a couple of summers in Billings Montana, which is right on the edge of Yellowstone and is probably the the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah. That was uh a really good experience, but I wouldn't say that there's a particular like city or anything that I really like. Um, I've done a lot of stuff in international baseball with Ireland and now great Britain. Mm. So I've gotten to go to Germany, Czech Republic, um, you know, all over the place with them. So getting to go experience new places that I, I can tell you, I would never think that I would go to Brno Czech Republic in my life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. I can tell you that. Right? Everybody's super nice. And, uh, the kids just love baseball like in the u.s like you might see a couple kids like throwing a baseball around the outfield but they have like a little mini field right next to the main one and from the time you get there in the morning to the time your game's over that field it has a line the entire day really you can go out there and play a game yeah like the passion that they have um our traveling secretary for great britain he's like hey if you have any like of your stuff from your team in the states bring it with you I'm like all right you know Sounds like a normal ask, and then I get there, and, like, the kids come up, and they find out, like, what team I work for in the U.S., and just give them a couple, like, baseball cards that I have, give them some hats, and these are the most appreciative children on earth. <laughs> they get so excited, like, hey, guys, I promise I'm not that cool, but yeah. to them, they're like, wow, this is awesome, so for their, like, yeah. small village, you know, getting the chance to host of the European championships and have all these teams come from all over the world like I'm sure that's something that those kids are always going to remember and hopefully it inspires some of them to keep playing the game and maybe we'll get a couple more Czech players here in the U.S.
0: Yeah dude that's awesome what um so when you go internationally like obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now when you go internationally, how do you guys deal with security on some things? Like, is it like, um, you know, are you guys on lockdown? Is it, you know, you guys can't go to certain, you know, places, you know, after hours, like if there's, you know, some security stuff that's going on where you're at internationally, how does that work for you guys and the team? But you know, what, what's that like?
1: Um, I've really had many issues. Uh, I was, did spend some time in the Dominican Republic during COVID, mm-hmm. and which for that, like, they're not a country of many resources, so like you test when you get in, test when you leave, and you know that's about it. Like they're just encourage you to do your best, <clears throat> but uh, mostly like through Europe, it's there's nothing crazy. It's just normal. Um, especially because baseball is not that big over there, so they don't have to really, you know, make a big deal of it. For the World Championships, like, yeah, there was a ton of security. Like the bus, you have to load your stuff on early. They have to bring like the dogs out. They sniff the whole bus. Yeah. And um, the same thing for the family bus. They have to make sure, just because like there is always a geopolitical component to it. Mm-hmm. We we're supposed to next year have our European Championship in Israel, which oh, wow. I just heard that that is not happening. So not in the <laughs> country we're going to end up playing in but um next (laughs) fall we're also scheduled to play in the under 23 world championship in china
0: oh wow i have
1: never been to china and uh if i get the chance to go that i'm sure is going to be really interesting but there's a whole group with um uk sports and great britain that uh plans out like they had the olympics there a few years ago so they have all these contingency plans for what they need to do and they have the embassies involved like there's a lot of planning that goes into it so same thing when mlb does like the london series or the this year the dodgers open up in korea so like there is a ton of planning that goes into it that the league takes care of and works with the government and the embassies to have a plan in case something happens but in reality that never really trickles down to us we just go out there and you know do our jobs and enjoy it
0: yeah man i it's just crazy because when we when <laughs> when we, when we met in college and we were in the fraternity, I, I never thought for a second that you would be doing what you're doing. Honestly, I never kind of thought that I would be doing what I'm doing. Like I thought I was going to work, you know, for the nonprofit. You know, I was working at the Y at the time um, when I got out of college and I thought I was going to be there for a really long time. Um, and I just, I never, I always knew you were going to be some sort of, you know, athletic trainer, but I didn't know that it would go to the magnitude that you're at now. Did you ever have, like, do you ever just have moments when you're like, you know, you're in Boston and you're sitting in the dugout of the world series, you know, helping a team gain something so amazing. Like, do you just ever have moments where you're just sitting there? Like, this is my life. This is real. Like, does that ever cross your mind? not really. <laughs> um, that's, that's a weird thing. So like,
1: I remember when I took my like visit to ISU, I met with one of the professors he's like, all right, like what, like, where do you want to work after you graduate? You want to work at a high school or college? I'm like, no professional. No. And like at the time I wanted to do the NFL, but it turns out that that's miserable. Yeah. Um, so, um, he's like, yeah, like, and which like I've done actual research on like, Ninety-some percent of students when they come in, they're like, yeah, I want to work in professional sports. And then the reality is the jobs just don't exist. It ends up being like less than less than half of 1% get to do it. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was always, that's what I'm doing. Like, it's not a choice. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So um, every year in college, like in the summertime, most people go home, hang out. Like, they might get a job, do something. I did an internship after every single summer in different college leagues. And then I got lucky and then got one with a minor league team right after senior year before I went to grad school. And to me, it's like always, that's what I'm going to do. Like there's not a choice in it. That's what I've wanted to do. That's what's going to happen. So yeah. man, just staying determined from the start, like this is what's going to happen. But um, you know, Mike Fuller, one of our fraternity brothers in college, yep. <laughs> he, in 2018, which was the first year I was with LA when we made it to the world series. Um, I was at a conference in, Boston, and then we won the National League and found out we were going to the World Series, so I called him. I'm like, hey, Mike, uh, what do you got this week? He's like, eh, I'm just working. Why? I'm like, you want to go to the World Series? He's like, no way. Because he's a huge baseball fan. So I'm like, yeah, here's the deal. If you could fly here tomorrow, you can come with me to games one and two. And he's like, okay, I'll be there. So I'm about this fighting. Yeah. Um, and then, like I've gotten to know some people in the NFL, so Mike's really benefited a ton from this because yeah, he uh, <clears throat> uh I took him to Lambeau Field to oh Green dude, that's Bay, my dream to a football game, Green Bay versus Chicago. I had got tickets, and I told him I'm like, hey, Mike, um, not quite sure what you got going on, but there's <laughs> Sunday night football up here uh, in Green Bay, I got tickets. Would you want to go? He's like, all right, so he stopped in the car and I think that's like an eight, nine-hour drive. And oh, easy. Just, yeah, so he just rolled up there, showed up, and said, <laughs> all right, let's do this. So he's, he's been a good sport, and he's you know gotten to go a lot of cool places with me. But when we were in school, um, you know, normal people go to like the beach and just partied up for spring break. So the one year, everybody else is doing that, and we went to go watch the 2013 World Baseball Classic in Miami. So like, everybody else is at the beach having a great time. We're like, let's go watch some baseball games. So... <laughs> Uh you know, we've always been a little bit different, but yeah, this is always what I've wanted to do. And uh, there's definitely like moments where like you really appreciate it. And it seems yeah. surreal. Like you're like, somebody gets hurt and you have to walk out onto the field in front of like 60,000 people. Yeah. Like, that's like, huh.
0: <laughs> don't trip you know, when you're running out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then last year um we had a, player, Tara's ACL, in one of the major league games during spring training. And my picture was on ESPN for about a week straight. It was on wow. the, right at the LA Times sports section. Um, <laughs> so those are things like like I, I love the kid. And I'm sorry that that happened to him, but like I got so many like random calls and messages like, hey, why are you on ESPN? <laughs> uh, from people that I had known my entire life. And yeah, that's just strange, like, random people. Like, it's weird how big some of our fans are. They'll come to you and be like, hey, great job during that. I'm like, how do you know who I am? <laughs> and, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, you're doing the World Baseball Classic too, right? Like, how, how do you have a clue who I am? Like, <laughs> I just work with <clears throat> So um, yeah, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's strange, but yeah, if you watched a Dodger game last year, turn on ESPN for a week in March, then you would have seen me on there because they played it over and over and over again. So,
0: Luckily, I didn't mess anything up, so you know. There you go. Well, it's official. I've, I've had someone on national television on my podcast, so uh, I can check that off of the bucket list, which is pretty cool, um, <laughs> dude. That's that's amazing. So, like, what? Um, so obviously, we went to college. We were in a fraternity. You've done a lot of stuff in your life, but uh, I guess specifically, before you became a dad, like, what do you think are maybe the top three things, um, you know, prior to you being a dad, like in college, um, whatever, you know, kind of what you want to use, what are the top three things that you've taken away from your life before you became a dad that you use today?
1: Um, that's a tough one. So, yeah, growing up, like, we do a lot of dumb things. Like, we can all be honest with that. So. <laughs> Ride right in the back of pickup trucks, just... Yeah, I mean Logan might drive you around campus, and you're just sitting, you know, in the back of a pickup truck, just (laughs) hollering at people, and uh, you know, different life. What? Yeah, that's what you do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think like there's still a lot of people from college that I'll talk to on a regular basis, and especially like in the time of the year that I'm back here in Indiana. Uh, Like I typically don't have a ton of time, and I try to spend a lot of time with my family. um, just the people that like I've known forever. Just making sure that I, you know, keep up with those friendships um, because you know a lot of people have been there for me no matter what. and mm-hmm. I want to be there for them. So taking the friends and memories you make along the way, um, I know like every time we see each other, we'll laugh about like some random thing from 2009 and just start crying, <laughs> so, like, even though it might be like the same dumb memory. we'll we'll laugh nonstop. I remember I was sitting right next to you the first time you met your wife
0: yeah uh, <laughs> so, so yeah yeah that but, was that was yeah, a good just, that was a good night man that was a uh, that mean, was a very memorable I mean,
1: night I could tell everybody that's listening that you did fall in love with her the second you saw her <laughs> it, was like it was love at first sight it was obnoxious because it was obnoxious. the second you saw her yeah, the second you saw her, you're like, yep, that's it. Like, it's over. It's I'm locked in. This is it. So, yeah. And then yeah, I went to try and find
0: me. her, and I couldn't find her anywhere. It was the most annoying thing ever. It was terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, all right, Logan, calm down. Huh. i a little excited right now. Little did I know that, you know, 15 years later, you'd have three kids and be married. So I was there from the start. <laughs> uh, but, you were, man. Uh. Yeah. The uh, But, yeah, the people you meet along the way. Uh, the places you get to go just every little thing, even the you know, dumb decisions we make, learn from them. Like that's the only way you get better at life and that's the only way you learn is mm-hmm. make you know, your mistakes, you know, you don't want to repeat them over and over again. And right. It doesn't go well. But you just take every person and everything and every place you get to go and you know, learn from them. That's what makes you who you are today. Like I'm very different than I was fifteen years ago. Yeah, I'm sure in 15 more years I'm going to be even more different. But yeah, you know, that's the beauty of humanity. Is you get to evolve, continue to grow as a person, and the people around you, you try to influence each other. And like I, the person that you've become is incredible. So from the kid I met when I was 18 years old, <laughs> uh, I think like first time we hung out, I think we went to Fazoli's, which I'd never heard of because they don't make sense. Yeah. So, um, to you know, where we are today both with families and everything like time goes by quick and it does having those friends and people like when i came to your daughter's first birthday party seeing one of our boys pat like i haven't seen him in 10 years and he lived next to me for a year yeah so like we've spent a year living six feet from each other but you know sometimes you lose connection but like got to sit down with them and you go right back to the old days yeah, You know, the memories and bonds that you have with people, you know, they don't go
0: away. They don't? <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> just college days. Like, even when we, you know, we joined SIGAP and all the stories and the memories that we have from there, like the guys that we would recruit, the, you know, I always remember um, uh, Cody Cragen would tell, mm-hmm. like he would tell us like, hey, whoever you join with, you know, they are likely either going to go to your wedding or be a part of your wedding. And I think when, when Gabby and I got married, we had seven or eight, uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids. And I think all of them, but like two or three were, were And so, um, totally agree with you on that. You know, the fact that you build these friendships and these relationships and these connections that last for a lifetime. And so, um, I appreciate you saying, you know, proud of me for the, for, you know, where I'm at, but I'm, I'm proud of you for where you're at man. because I honestly, sometimes I, I kind of sit back on myself and it's like, I, I don't know how I made it here. I don't know why I made it to where I'm at, but I'm thankful that it did because, um, you just, there's some of the craziest things that we did that I just, I, I sometimes I think I shouldn't be here right now. So, um, Well, I know we're, we're getting pretty close to um, trying to wrap up, but I have three last questions for you. Um, And so, and then we'll wrap up. But the first question is, what are, what are three things that you would tell dads today that are, you know, currently dads, Um, but also like, what's like one thing that you can tell guys that are and gals because obviously you know sometimes um there are single moms in the world but what are mm-hmm. what are some things that you would tell for a brand new parent um and then you know people that have been parents for a long time like what's what's some of what's your takeaways what's your advice to them
1: <clears throat> yeah so the people that are getting ready to become parents you know like hey it's going to change your life. There's nothing I could ever possibly say to explain what's going to happen. And the feeling (laughs) that when you first hold that baby, um, like people always say like, Oh, it's the most magical moment. There's no describing it. Like, I'm not even going to bother to try when you like hold that baby for the first time. Like I'm not like a super emotional person. I cried so hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember like when I found out that, uh, we were having games, like, I was really, really excited, and then it was, I will never forget, we were in San Antonio, Texas in, like, the fifth mm-hmm. inning of a game, and Lauren texted me, because she was out in California at the time, because that's a really long road trip for us. Yeah, um, And she's like, hey, I, I got the gender results back, and then I'm like, oh, God, and then, like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know right now, like, a big game, like, and then <clears throat> uh, so she like, sent me a picture of her, like holding the envelope. And then, as soon as uh, I found out that it was a boy, I uh, merely started crying, like mid game. Everybody's like, What's your problem? I'm like, I'm having a son. And yeah. Then, like, I was just instantly hyped. And then I think we got destroyed that game, to be <laughs> honest. And everybody's like, Why are you so excited? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm Having a boy. Explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just a, like, you're never going to comprehend what it's like until it happens. Mm-hmm. And then the advice I give to parents that already have children is, like, careers are important. Like, you got to be able to, you know, have insurance and pay the bills and do all that stuff. But you don't get, like, a second chance with your kids. Mm. Like, make the memory Dude. you can So, like, oh, should I go do this extra work project? Should I do this? Like, cool, if there's time but don't mm. skip out on the chance to make a memory and you can make a memory anywhere, anytime. It could be, you know, the most random place on earth, but there's going to be something there that you can make a core memory of. So
0: Absolutely. What, yeah. No matter what it
1: is, you don't need every resource. You don't need to have everything. Like no matter where you are, there's the ability to make a memory and be there and create you know, joy and laughter for your kids and your family. Mm-hmm. So. Um, remember like God made you a parent for a reason and yeah, protect that child and give that child the best life you can. So
0: absolutely. It's funny too, that you say, uh, you were really excited to have a boy because I remember when we went and I don't know why, but I, I wanted a girl, so I didn't want a boy first. And most, most men, I feel like want boys, you know, they, yeah. it's the prince. My brother started the...
1: off with, uh, he had two girls at the time, so we had no boys in the family yet. Yeah. So, and then he ended up having a son that's, you know, like two weeks older than James, but we didn't know that they were even pregnant at the time. Gotcha. So,
0: like there it... was no boys in the family, so it was just hype. Right. Um, and I remember like when we went and got <clears throat> the ultrasound and found out the sex of Harper, I was so excited. I, I literally went out into the waiting room and I would tell everybody like, we're having a girl, we're having a girl. And Gabby's like, why are you so like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, we're having a girl. Like, this is awesome. And so then when Lily came, I, you know, part of me was like, "Oh, I, I kind of want a boy, but like, if it's a girl, I'm cool with it. And then we found out, you know, Lily was obviously a girl. She, I kind of joke around. She is like our boy uh, because she's, she's the, the rowdy. Oh, I'm t- I'm telling you, listen, guys, I might be biased because I'm her dad, but Guffy literally just said it. She is, hands down, the fastest kid I have ever seen in my life. She keeps up with, like, 10-year-olds in our neighborhood, and she dusts them. It's amazing. Um, At, yeah, your uh, Hunter's <laughs> birthday party, she was just running. Yeah. Laps. and Yeah. She's kids, wild. She like, no, nah, not for me. <laughs> just gave yeah, sorry. <laughs> she's in soccer she's now, too. Yeah, she's She's in soccer now. She's, she just runs laps around kids. And, and so then, uh, when we had Violet, uh, Gabby's like, do you want to find out? And I was like, honestly, like, let's go ahead and find out. But like, I already know it's, it's going to be a girl. Like, I, I feel like God has, has called me and has, you know, it is my destiny to be a 110% girl dad for whatever reason he has, and it's it's the coolest thing and, and most wonderful experience that you can have because, you know, thankfully, Harper loves superheroes, so we're good there. Lily loves to play sports, and Violet, you know, she's just she just turned one, but she has one of the biggest personalities in our house, and so, <laughs> like, my girls are spitting images of me and Gabby, and there are times that Lily does something, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's my child and you know they all do it but it's it's just funny that you know we sometimes we don't want what everyone else wants and i wouldn't have it any other way so that's uh that's awesome man (laughs) um one of our uh
1: players that's getting ready to have a kid said the exact same thing like as soon as he like let me know that they're having a kid i'm like it's for sure a girl uh because he like he leads like all of our uh so during the season like every sunday we have a Like chaplain from whatever city we're in, like does a service with us, um, and like he leads all that. Like he's like one of the best Christians I know, Mm. and I'm like, you're you're having a girl. Like there's not even a doubt in my mind about it. Like that it's the perfect. Like you are made (laughs) to be a girl then, and like the same thing for you. Like I could have guessed when I found out you and Gabby were having your first. Like it's gonna be a girl. Like I feel like God gives the like what you need. Not what
0: mm. you want. yeah that's really good that's that's really good man i uh i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more um all right last two questions man uh one's gonna be fun the other one's gonna be kind of serious but um <clears throat> what second one is what is your best dad joke putting you on the spot yeah that
1: is a uh it's a good one um I make a lot of them. So, like, every time <laughs> I make dad jokes, like my wife just looks at me like I'm an idiot. That's <laughs> and, and like, the point of it. Every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know that I have like a, a best one, but I just constantly make them throughout the day. Okay. And uh, like, James thinks I'm hilarious. So, like, that really matters. But yeah, my wife will just like look at me whenever I make a joke. Like, that wasn't funny in the slightest. <laughs> uh, so, like, when we were visiting my family for, uh, Like Christmas, my one niece, she's like about to turn three. So, like, I have some like, weird ability to like know the humor of a child and know what's <laughs> going to get them over. So, every time I would like see her, I'd be like, hey, hey, hey guess what? Guess what? And then she's like, what? And then I would just like say, say a random word, like, all right, potato. And then she would lose it <laughs> and, and just start like crying, laughing, like rolling around. And then like, you just pick like a random thing and like, you, you gotta have, you know, your audience <laughs> in mind. So, I don't know that I have, like, a best one, but I like to tailor it to whoever my audience is. Yeah. So. You're good. Like, yeah. James really enjoys when you make some faces at him. There uh, you go. Really passionate about peekaboo right now. <clears throat> okay. So, you gotta get you got to get involved. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you just try to make it, like, the kid laughs so, so much, but. My wife thinks you know I'm an idiot every time I make my jokes, but that's you know, okay. He likes them,
0: so that's all I need, dude. You got to, uh, if you're if you're that kind of like on the spot dad joke guy, the next time you go to the grocery store, this is the one that I use. It is my go-to. Gabby gives me the same look every time I do it. But uh, we'll be at the grocery store, and um, you know we might buy milk. And the question that everyone always asks is, "Hey, do you want me to put your milk in a bag?" Without missing a beat, it's like, nope, you can just leave it in the jug, um, <laughs> and and every every now and then the people look at me like, like I don't get it, and then it clicks and they're like, oh, I see what you did there, and then they're like, so do you want it in the back? And I was like, yeah, it's fine, just put it in the bag, be a good sport. Um, so that's that's awesome, man. Um, and then the final question I got, and then I'm gonna let you go. Um, is there anything that I can pray for you uh, on, man? Like any prayer requests that you or Lauren or um, that you guys have that we can uh, pray for you on the show today?
1: Yeah. I mean, so we're a couple of weeks away from spring training and the start of our travel. So uh, safe travels. And uh, Lauren's going to get a little bit of a chance to be on her own as she finishes out the uh, school year teaching for a couple of weeks while I head off to work. So. Uh, safety and support for her and safe travels for when we get to traveling.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, we'll definitely, uh, <clears throat> we'll add that to the list for sure. And um, we will, uh, you know, for those of you who are uh, Christians out there, please feel free to um, add, you know, Jesse and his family to your prayers. Um, and uh, man, I got to tell you, I'm I'm super thankful again, like uh guffy you're you're one of my best friends man and i couldn't ask for a better person to be on the show um so i appreciate i know you're busy um and i know you got a lot going on um especially getting ready to leave for spring training but uh again dude i just i wanted to say thank you for hopping on tonight and and doing this it is uh it is really exciting to to have you a part of it so i uh selfishly uh i might hit you up to see what uh what baseball players want to come on the podcast when they start becoming parents. So, um, but, uh, yeah, man, just again, thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, and, uh, good luck in spring training, man.
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we get a chance to catch up again before I head out.
0: Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on
1: and, uh, look forward to listening.
0: Absolutely brother. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, have a good night and we'll see you guys later. Bye everybody. guys, as you just heard, um, the interview with, uh, Jesse, uh, very awesome guy and want to honor, uh, his prayer request. So, um, he is wanting us to pray for, you know, safe travels, obviously with spring training with him and Lauren, um, and that, you know, his family adapts well to the traveling this year. So let's take a a few minutes real quick and just pray for him. Dear Lord, um, we love you so much. And, um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, for, you know, one, just bringing Jesse Guffey into my life, but more importantly, um, I want to say thank you for choosing him to be a dad, um, giving him the blessing of James, giving him the blessing of Lauren, and just creating a family um, that knows you and loves you um, and is serving you in every way possible. Um, Lord, I just pray that you give him safe travels. I pray that you um, keep him and his family safe on, on planes, um, in the cities that they're going to. Um, and I pray that you use uh, Jesse and Lauren to spread your your good word and tell people about you all across the world. Literally, um, they get to travel all across the world. So, Lord, use them in, in any capacity that that you choose and find fit to do so. Uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you for everything that you're doing uh, here on the podcast and Guffy's Life and our You know, every person that listens to this show, I pray for them, um, that they know you, that their families know you, and that they become good leaders of their homes um, and can cherish everything that you're giving them. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, have a good night, and we'll see you uh, next time on the Dad Talks podcast. Take care.